insert applause right here. Yeah, we don't have the soundboard. Uh, no, we're uh, we're coming at you a little special edition here. Very live special edition, Doug. Hey, you doing? It, take it away. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Man. You're I'm here. Good. I'm, are you I'm here? always here. There's Travis, are you here? No. Jay, are you here? <laughs> yeah, stoked to see you guys. We do have yeah. Jay Johnson. Uh, cue applause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted watching the Japanese girl skateboard. Holy it happens. Smokes, they are ripping. They my, are really good. My back is too. I can't watch it. Oh, wait, she's not Japanese, is she? I don't know. All right. Anyway, she's short. Jay, let's get a little test mic test again from you. Do we do it? You really got to get in that thing. Okay, how's that? How is that? These that mics are sub level good. Yeah, you gotta like. Yeah. Like, see how I'm doing this? I just just crushing it. All right, <laughs> 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 I'm on it. I think I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. he's in Jay it. Johnson, in everyone. We have a skater down, guys. Skater uh, down. She's all right. She's walking it off. There it is. Walk it off. Well, this is different without all the little sound toys and things. Yeah. And, uh, what sound toys? Doug, why didn't you bring the soundboard? What do happened? I, do I have that? Yes. No. no wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I this, thought for a minute you were being This scared. is the soundboard, but between the last show and now, I have lost the little thing that connects it to the thingy thing. You know, you have a lot of frustrations with Apple products. I don't know. It's just yeah. an ongoing thing, but I'm happy to be here. Speaking yeah, of Apple absolutely. products, I've yeah. bought my first iPhone ever. Wow. Since the history of iPhones, I've never owned an iPhone ever. I've always had an Android, whatever, uh, Google phone, but they, uh, yeah, now I have this. How do you feel about it? It's not bad. I will say it's this is a 12, and they borrowed a lot of tech for the 12 from Android and Google, like the way really? that a lot of the apps work. and like so. It, How honestly, do you know that? Uh, because I was talking to the guy at the Verizon <laughs> store, and he told me that. And because, honestly, I didn't have a learning curve. Like, there's a few little things, like the icons and stuff are a little different mm. the way you can lay them out, but... Overall, and like Joanne, my wife, she got a uh, 12 as well. She's like, oh, look, if you do this thing. I'm like, yeah, Android's been doing that for like 12 years. Like that's a, that's a oh, thing that's oh. been on Android's tech. <laughs> well, let me Not that it's question. like better or than iPhone. It's just a, a simple shit, like the way you interface. Did yeah, you yeah. get insurance on it? I did. Yeah, okay, okay so let me just warn you about what happens with insurance. So I got insurance on mine as well. Yeah. And I dropped it. Yeah. Happened. Really hard. <laughs> Cracked it. Hard drop. Called the insurance company. They said, no problem. We'll get you a new one right out in the mail. And when it got there, I, I'm trying to get my iPhone out of this case, thought it was fake. And you know why? Why don't you think it was fake? Because it's purple. <laughs> 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 thought it was oh, fake. It's a purple Bye. iPhone. I actually had to call and say, I think yeah, I think they sent me a fake iPhone because it's purple. <laughs> fake. Lavender. I said, well, did you ask for the purple iPhone? I said, I didn't know there was a purple iPhone. Mine's blue. Oh, well, okay. That's not a case. That's a clear case. But my phone It's a lot blue. manlier than mine. Well, my last phone was a Pixel, the Google phone, right? Oh, yeah. And I ordered it online, and then you could pick whatever color you want. And I saw a color that said orange, and it looked like hunter orange, which I'm a bow hunter. And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Have, you like, blaze orange. You don't want to get shot when you're on the phone. Yeah, well, just, you know, it, it is what it is. I just thought I could play it down. I'm like, it's a different color than black, you know? Right. Go for it. Right. And uh, it showed up. It was coral. For those of you who don't know what coral is, that's orange pink. Yeah, uh, it's basically. I pink. had to buy a case to cover up my pink phone, basically. Yeah, so I rocked that for two years. Did <laughs> you guys see that study in 2019 where they they pulled fly fishermen with iPhones and other 
And, oh wow! And it was it was the better fishermen had iPhones. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's how it works. I mean, it's, it wasn't a hundred percent. It yeah, wasn't hundred yeah, yeah. percent, but but, but it's def- it was obvious that, we, that the iPhone dudes yeah. caught more fish. Well, well yours has a laser in it, doesn't it? A future laser. Listen up, all you young fly fishermen out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the I, th- you know this is a lesson. Like I had I had Android all those years. That's why I never made the big time. That's yeah. why I never became. That's power. it. We that figured was the, it out. That was the, I want, there was always something. I was always missing. Something that let me go over the top, you know? Just just that one thing, man. Man, I really am missing that soundboard. Uh, no, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got music that someone's going to complain yeah. about. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we uh, we didn't do July. We missed July. We're here in August, though. We're traveling, God. though. Do you want to introduce wow. our, our we guests? We don't ever do July. We already introduced them. We already Okay, well. Come on. Come on in What here. do you want to know about? Introduce the guest. Jay Johnson. Well. Hi, Jay. Well. Would you like to give us some background on you? Well, hold on. I actually want to. In, okay. In, I want to do something here because I, I thought about this earlier and I didn't put the thing together. But I met Paul Puckett and Jay Johnson at the same time, about eleven years ago. Yeah. I cast. Um, yeah. No, the film tour. Yeah. Jay oh, yeah. and Thad were out on the film tour circuit mm-hmm. those years, uh, twelve years ago, eleven, twelve years ago, whatever it's been yeah. now. We were trying. And, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and he was hosting the tour, or the F- Riverhawk or Fishhawk was. And I had a video on the tour, and so Paul put me up at his place. That's right. And I came out, and we did the film tour thing. Oh, the Redfish one. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. And yeah. then so now I met Jay and Thad out there because they were, like, running the show that year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then, of course, now Paul's here and became, well, he was always Paul Puckett, but now he's more Paul Puckety. And, uh, <laughs> what? you know, I'm a nurse now, and so Jay. Time Jay, Jay. Well, let's hear about Jay. What happened yeah. to Jay Johnson in those 12 yeah. years? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You still look like Jay Johnson. Yeah. You look like Jay Johnson. I've been, I've been working on it. I've been working on it. I think I'm about to say I've been working out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, first, uh, the dinosaurs came. And then, uh, <laughs> and then like, the round table King Arthur, Sir, Sir Mix-a-Lot, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Swords and... Yeah, Sir Mixelot's definitely right there with the, <laughs> with the king Same time and queens. Yeah. Arthurian legends. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been crazy, and it's, it's a damn honor to see everybody here. Yeah, man. Every, every yeah. time I come into this damn town, it's like there's no chance to see everybody that you possibly could. Right. But I have been hanging out with you for the last... Yes, you have. Yeah, yeah. we've been having some good old times. Barbecues, barbecues. pretty wild party, though. Y'all was there the night before, which was kind of tame, and then, uh, then it sounded like y'all kind of hit it pretty good, like <laughs> yeah. Friday night, I guess it was. Because the film tour was Thursday night. I think we went to this place yeah. after the film tour? No, that was the next night, right? Next two nights for me. Yeah, yeah we went fishing nights. Friday, yes. and then we went to this place after yeah. we fished. That's right. I've got mm. some scars. I've got questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 26 years old, and but I'm really, I feel like I'm going on like 36, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and... I, well, happy birthday, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. Thank oh. you very much. Thank very you very nice. Much. Jay's birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, buddy. Missed that soundboard. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have a harder time partying your faces off and getting up in the morning for oh an early ass fish no. session? I just don't do it anymore. I can't. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I, it I depends on how serious it. I am about the fishing the next day. Like if I'm trying to uh, fish, mm-hmm. fish, mm-hmm. I take it light because if I need to focus and be on point. Yeah. yeah. And now if I'm gonna float around in the boat and drink more beer. And who cares? So like, let it rip, you know. But 
Uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. if, if, you, if you know it's going to be epic or it's a fish that you've been chasing forever mm -hmm. or you know that uh, everything's going to be right or you had a great day, you could party as late as you wanted to oh, and yeah. get up and go crush. But if you know yeah. it's going to be kind of shitty, but you got to do it because Tough. it's in you. I think the climate affects that. I mean, I, I, I can do it a lot easier out west. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Than For I sure. can Muggy, here with hot. The humidity. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, or so like in the Keys, when you're tarpon fishing, oh, you're going to be in a skiff for 12 hours. Staring at a white spot. And, yeah. yeah. That Stay that gets away. rough when you're hungover. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. That one hurts. So yeah. you guys get hungover? All you guys get hungover? Oh, oh I'm dude. 43. So I'm 30. I just know when, when I'm drinking now when to stop to not be hungover. Yeah. When you get past that point, you're like, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm already. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten good at it. At 36, I, I don't bounce like I used to, like none of us do. But, uh, yeah, I'm with Paul. Like, I have to make a conscious choice. And I'm not good at that because usually when I get to that <laughs> line in the sand, like, it's I'm one more beer away from not giving a yeah. fuck anymore. Yeah. And the so, plane has hit the mountain. Yeah, I yeah. have to be real careful. <laughs> like, this year we were down there. I was tarpon fishing for eight days, like 12 hours a day for eight days straight. And I knew, I was like, man, if I, if I go too hard, like, right out of the gate, I'm never yeah. going to make it to day eight because there's no time for recovery in there. So I was like, I, I did that. I was pretty conscious about, like, all right, that's it. That's enough for tonight. Let me get, you know, get to bed, drink some water, <laughs> you know. But that sucks. I feel like an old man, like, because well, 24-year-old Mike would have given two fucks about that. Either. But 24-year-old <laughs> Mike probably would have caught two fish. Oh, yeah. And 36-year-old Mike would have catches 20 fish. No, nah, that's not how that works. But Damn it. <laughs> I'll tell you the secret, dude. <laughs> I, wish, it. I wish it had payoffs like that, Jay, but somehow my, my, uh, my drunken, crazy ass caught a lot of fish. <laughs> the secret yeah. for me is if I know I, I'm going to go out with friends and go fishing the next day, I will plan to start chugging water 24, maybe even 36 hours before huh. that whole thing goes down. Just really get hydrated. He's a professional, Jay. That'll this help. Is, this is, That'll this help. is it's interesting. You can't like, hydrate like four hours before. I you got to hydrate like <laughs> 24 hours before. I'll, yeah. Well, I, I will say. Like I look like I'm, I'm crooning. I will say me and my buddy, like Tucker, we, we fished together a lot for long trips, like where we're stuck in, you know, just two of you in a boat for, a, you know, week on end. And uh, we've kind of gotten like where we, we know each other well enough and we've got like this like this team thing going on the boat. So like we have lots of snacks, we have lots of water. And like somebody will call you out, They're like, all right, bro, sit down. We're gonna we're gonna drink some water real quick. Get something to eat. Like you need to eat something. You ain't, we haven't had a right, snack in like right. three hours, or whatever. Like here, have some beef jerky. Chug some water, and then you get up on the bow or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like having friends that check, like keeping yourself fed, keeping yourself hydrated, and then of course yeah, throw some beers on top of that. But yeah. like <laughs> by keeping the two things, like food and water in your system, it's amazing how much better you like long play. Yeah. It, it goes a long way. At least I found. But. Huh. You know, Lacroix too are really good on the boat. This yeah. is this kind of mm -hmm. tricks you. You, mm -hmm. know? you think you're having a beer, but you're not really. Yeah. Yeah, Sparkly, yeah. hit the back of your throat a little yeah, bit. It's just like, yeah. Huh? You know, I, sort of. On expeditions, I don't drink at all. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I, I've been trying. I was thinking about trying the Granja or the Grand 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 Granja. Ganja, something. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, don't, that little I don't plant. try yeah. to drink anymore because yeah. we go for like a month at a time where there's oh, no, yeah. and, and you don't go into like a place to, with a bed or whatever. You're sleeping sure. in the jungle sure. or whatever. And and I don't think I, it's ever stopped. But but I don't drink because that that uh, that aspect of adventure right. is feeding. I, I just don't need anything anything like that i just need water that's the last you know? thing you think about is needing a beer yeah. right now and but as soon as i get back home it's like i mean and there was a there was a little stretch in my life like a i don't know a couple 20 year stretch in my life where i had probably was drinking a little bit too much 
um, which is which is I mean I think at a certain age you just do that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but even then, if I was closing the bar every night when I was out on expedition, no drinking. Mm. And so I feel like I feel like I could still do that. I mean, it was last year I was I did ten expeditions straight, like home one day of the year. Oh, wow. and, mm-hmm. and I've never been hungover, but I don't know what that means. Like my dad's never been hungover either. Really? Yeah. No. I. I. But that might. That that might. But but in the mornings, if I if I party my face off now and the fishing's not super exciting, bed sounds better. So oh, like yeah, it's yeah. not worth getting out of bed unless you're living the dream kind of situation. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Totally. I wonder. I want. I'm not. Saying well, I'll be sure to do a video blog for you next time I'm really hungover. You can just watch about twelve. Oh, I've seen it so much because my posse, my posse gets hung over and like, yeah. oh, I, yeah, I, I get beat up. I but was, I will say, like, I, I, I can get that too. As I've gotten older, I don't even know if it's like, uh, I don't know if it's like I'm too cool or I'm over it or anything like that. But like, if I'm out, I'm not as willing to push to the end of the earth to like make something out of nothing. That's true. Like, I'm very willing to like, hey, let's just. Like, I'm serious. Like, not just, like, go home and get in bed, but, like, I'm very willing to just, hey, let's drive the boat over and look at the cool birds on that tree over there. You sure. know, like, I'm yeah, definitely, yeah. like, if the fishing ain't happening, like, I'm not, not going to, like, it. stand there and force, like, some no. force my will upon no. the water to make things happen. I'll ride around on the boat and look at cool shit and sip beers or go back to the dock and watch the sunset. You know, like, I've gotten to the where that stuff means as much to me as, as beating the fuck out of the fish. Just being out there. But I don't know that it relates to a hangover. Like, I don't know. No, that I don't think so. I think that relates to some sort of yeah. maturity. Okay, when I was a young, younger fly fisherman, the only thing I wanted to do was beat the shit out of everybody I fished with and every fish that, that was in the system. Yeah. And the old timers that I really respected would say stuff like, Jay, you got to stop and smell the roses. And I didn't understand what that meant. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, pussy, whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, so. you're just not tough. Yeah. Yeah, like and then now it's like the most valuable thing to me. Like I, I, I carry like a slingshot and a mushroom, a mushroom identification <laughs> book. Yeah, and like sometimes I don't even fish. Sometimes yeah. I just hunt mushrooms and shoot squirrels and try to eat them. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or, or whatever it is, is that <laughs> is that is that if the fish, I'm I, I'm less willing to flog. I want to I want to bring my count my cast count down, my fish count up, and and to me. That's become more success. Than yeah, yeah. I cast twenty thousand times, and I caught these two fish or whatever. It's like that sounds like torture. Well, like you meet these, yeah. you meet these young kids, and you know, I probably used to be this way, but like, man, we're gonna go out west and hit the big horn, big hole. Man, we're just gonna fish so hard for eight days. Just gonna, we're just gonna fish hard. Like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> you're gonna fish hard? <laughs> yeah. Just gonna try to maximize <laughs> like, their opportunities. I know, just, you know? Oh, yeah. just cast after cast after cast after cast. Yeah. I, yeah, it's hard. Fish I hard, say, bro. Fish hard. I think Stay fishing hard. here fish kind of helped me break that. Is is we have such with big tides, you know, guys that fish saltwater understand that the bigger the tide, the shorter your windows, because there's going to be an optimal window no matter what you're fishing for that's on a tidal estuary. There's going to be an optimal window, and the bigger that tide is, the harder the water moves and the slimmer those windows get. So we have big tides here, six footers. So that means whether you're fishing low or high, you have a very narrow window and a whole lot of dead space in between where, yeah, sure, you can go out and beat the fuck out of the water. I used to. Or you can not. So, like, we go out. My favorite thing about tail fishing is I used to get there early. Is just sitting in the grass and, like, shooting hanging. shit and yeah. hanging and drinking yeah, beer, waiting on the water part. to yeah. come in. Magic. Yeah. Watching everything come alive. Right, like, that's right. the best part of the whole thing. And then you fish for a couple hours. And then if you're lucky and the time's right, like, you get to push back out in the creek 
and just we'll turn the motor off and just float with the tide and watch the sun go down. And hopefully, and you got another buddy boat out there. Yeah, your buddies yeah. come rolling in, raft up on a little island or something like that. Shit, that's the fish. Like yes, in that process, if I caught one or two fish, that'd yeah. be great. But at the end of the day, like hanging out, like I, that's why I want to put a boat in the water is that part of it. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like you know to a younger mind that'd be like no, nah, no, nah, bro, we're here to fish. We're you know. We can catch them on the edge as it's falling out. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe if we go to this spot, and I'd be running around everywhere trying to find a, one extra fish, you know. Well, that's what, like, to me it's so different about, like, Louisiana or Florida where you have those very weak, not weak, but different types of tides yeah, yeah. that don't fluctuate that much. And so, like, here, it, the tides almost force you to keep your windows small. Yeah. There, it's very hard to go home. Yeah, because there's always still something you can kind of do. There's something might happen. Yeah. Yeah. So you stay, you stay, and then you're just exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to say that, though, you know, like we all put our time in when we were when we were at a certain age. We all put that time in, and I wouldn't trade the fish hard days. Yeah. 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 That I wouldn't trade that for anything, (laughs) and I wouldn't Uh want people that aren't done serving their time to think that it's cool to not serve your time. Yeah, that's true. You know. So what I'm trying to put out there is that. Like, don't let, don't let people's opinions or how they feel or how they approach fishing uh, affect how you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, that, would, that would just be stupid. I'm yeah. the first person that will pat a young dude on the back when I see him going hard like that. i be like, go get him, man. Get after it. You know? right. like, I'm the first one to cheer young. Cause yeah, we were all that dude. And I had old guys behind me going, yeah, go on, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and that's, that's important. You got to have that. Yeah, well, we've all had those experiences. I mean, when you're younger and you haven't had that experience yet, yeah, there's more, a lot more incentive to stay another yeah. hour. Well, and you like, yeah, you, then you're gonna get old like us, and I can't physically do that no. shit anymore. <laughs> it kind of, I disagree. Oh, except for Jay. Jay's I guy, no, so. I disagree that you guys can't. I, I guarantee, if I brought you to a certain uh, three years ago, four years ago, on this day, I just finished blind casting for two weeks straight, not touching a fish, 18 weights. Oh, Blind casting, geez. 18 weights. All the boys blew out their wrists and their hands. For, for what? Uh, black bass. Oh, yeah, black yeah. Bass. Okay. 18 and weights. You got to get them out of the bushes. Doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. What <laughs> rod yeah. company gave you 18 weights? Uh, the same uh, one that makes broom. Loop or something? Isn't that a broom company? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Libman, eight, now, why... <laughs> Why were y'all using 18 inches? The cover that y'all were fishing? I don't remember. Yeah, it's just gigantic old growth falling into a okay. falling rivers. And black bass won't move much more than their body length out of the oh, out of that massive structure. They'll right. they'll take the fly and then turn in. Okay. And if they turn in and get into that structure, then they're unstoppable. Like you can't you can't get them out of that. And so you have to stop them and you have to stop them right there. Mm-hmm. And you don't want your rod to bend, Shit. you know, to stop them. Because, you know, let's say a, a rod bends uh, two feet. Um, as a lever goes, that's how, how, you know, that's six feet. So, like, they're six foot into under all that old growth. You're never getting them out, you know. Yeah. Huh. I wouldn't do it again that way. And that really, what the best way to probably do it is just hand line them, which eventually I started just fishing 12 weights and pointing the rod straight at them and just dealing with the... Roping them out of there. there. Or any big fish now. And, like, I'm not bending a rod on them. Because it's, it, that's I'm not that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah, know? yeah. I'm trying to stop the fish. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, so if if you were in a situation like that where where you never you know you you you're excited about that fishery, I think I guarantee you would beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah. Until yeah. until you couldn't move anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think last time I had to 
was musky a few years back, and that was just 10 and 12 weights. But uh, Monster rods. It's still like blind yeah, casting a chicken on a 12 weight totally. for yeah. eight hours a day. I only did it two days in a row, and yeah, my wrist was... My wrist was pretty garbage. But you still did it two days straight. Oh, yeah. A monster mm -hmm. rather. I mean, like, it's one thing if you're casting 12 weights every day, but if you're you, you're casting, what, a seven or eight weight every day? Yeah, but even then, we're sight fishing, man. So, like, we don't oh, yeah, go out and blind cast. Yeah, we don't out. cast a lot. So, like, I mean, we don't have that. Like, I remember, like, we were on the boat, and I was having to, like, hook my thumb against my my leg and, like, pry my thumb back and, like, <laughs> flex my fingers and shit. Yeah. Like, you yeah. get the claw thing going on the where your forearm gets the claw. <laughs> yeah, your forearm gets all pumped up. Like, uh, yeah, I know dirt bike riders they call it they call it arm pump, but like, yeah, you literally get like the claw, you know, like pry your fingers back and then shake it out and just keep going. But I mean, I think Atlantic salmon. I've never done that, and when I get a chance to do it, I guarantee I'll go hard on that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that uh, when we when we sit in the same water, mm -hmm. um, sometimes the the newness of something mm -hmm. wears off to where the shine doesn't make you go completely at it right and that's yeah, not that's not the fish's fault that's not the water's fault that's your fault for not trying yeah, to you just take it for granted so exactly yeah. 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 i could do that to, well you know it was shitty today i'll just go deal with it tomorrow yeah. or yeah. or on the next tide or whatever and then life happens you got so much stuff going on yeah. it's like but if if you were in a if you were low if you were put into a situation where you had to go hard you would yeah you know yeah. and it's and it's all in us it might hurt for the first few days yeah. but eventually we get over that just like just like anything right yeah. you know we, we eventually build uh, some sort of muscle something to to like handle that just like with the 12 weight eventually yeah. if you would have had to do it another two weeks would you have done it knowing that you could catch a 50 inch oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'd still done it i'd found a way i'd, I'd give me one of them carpal tunnel wrist braces i would have done yeah like the cheat like we used to teach <laughs> yeah. people how to cast yeah. i used to yeah. use big heavy rubber bands and tie the rod uh -huh. butt to the forearm oh i'd have done whatever it took that, to like, that would work right there and this would too yeah i could have yeah. just looped that around the rod butt you would have just toughened up in reality yeah. you wouldn't have done any of that yeah. you just would have toughened up and, and you know on the third day i bet you would have either broke or broke loose at all, all yeah. of the stuff that needed to make it happen. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, shit, like, yeah, the, the second day we were fishing, I turned a muskie, had one come up and take a swing at it, and it was shit conditions, and we had, like, one little section where we could fish, but um, that was it. Like, yeah, all the sore shit was over. I'm like, all right, I'm back. I'm yeah. back. And that's the power of your mind, though. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's the power yeah. of your mind because you're yeah. capable of so much more than you realize you are, that your mind will talk you out of that. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It'll be like, no, I'm, uh, I'm in pain. You know, I just I can't do it anymore. That's I've all dealt with head. it. I've been here or what, whatever yeah. it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can always find an excuse not to. I yeah. mean, look at my phone right now. I've got like six weather apps and, and all kinds of shit on there. A Tide app. I got like three radars. Plenty of things telling you not to yeah. get it. Yeah, and, and it's because like now, like when I'm going fishing, I'm like, all right, let me check all my weather. What's the wind doing? I uh, bet yeah. it looks good on that. Uh, it, looks, it looks pretty shitty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, when I was 24-year-old, Mike, with a John boat, it was stick your head out front. Of your door, I'm like, all right, we're yeah, rolling. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. Is yeah. the sun up? Good. It's yeah, almost like we, have to, <laughs> we just have too much information now. Yeah, we did. We definitely. You did. just go yeah. out there and deal with that shit and be like, oh, the wind's blowing a little hard. I guess I can go over yeah. here. And oh yeah, it, uh, all that technology <laughs> offers you so many chances to talk yourself yeah. out of an opportunity. Yeah, because you're just like, nah, it's not worth. Well, it. like yesterday, it was supposed to rain all day long, and we ended up being in this huge window of no rain. Didn't have it. Yeah. You could have yeah. gone fishing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing whenever my dad and I had plans to go fishing, he'd be so, like, worried about the weather, which I get <laughs> it now. I, I got a kid, so I would probably be the same way. But he would just do whatever the weatherman says is what's going to happen. But I'd be like, Dad, let's find out. So let's go. I don't know, Paul. It's supposed to rain. Just how many trips we didn't go on because my dad was worried about it. Yep. Yeah. And we could have gone, and it would have been fine. 
I'd yeah. like to hear more of your dad's Im- dad impersonations. No, Johnny, I just, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Paul is just, <laughs> he just doesn't go fishing when he should. It's just, I just don't understand. Uh, Mr. Paul's dad, how do you feel about your son getting into art? I mean, if he wants to do that, he can do whatever he wants. I just, uh, I'm just afraid and worried that, I don't know, Jay, I'll tell you off the air later. <laughs> what do you say is like, oh, I'm just watching Fox News. Oh, yeah, you're, you're sitting here watching <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, that. what are you doing? I'm just sitting here watching these damn rangers. They just suck, Paul. They're <laughs> so damn bad. I'm, I just don't know what to do with them. Joe, Joe and Gallo is doing terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Have you seen, uh, there's this guy on Instagram, I don't even know who he is, but he does all this, this whole skit thing about Southern Dad. And I, someone sent me the other day one of those. A yeah. lot of it reminds me of, like I'd say your dad, but it reminds me of every dad. On the cell like phone? Every, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my dad. It it's every dad I've ever met in my life. Yeah. It is awesome. It's pretty good. And he's sitting there going, Ricky, 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 and he gets on the phone. That's Ricky. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, you said him like 20 times, you said his name. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah. kind of what you sounded like, that guy you right there. You need that? I got a question. Oh, man. Did, yeah. did anybody's dad... So did did you guys' dad's fly fish with you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Late in his life, my too. dad got into it. Yeah, he is old mountain people. Third Blue, bluegill and largemouth. That's what my dad did too. Yeah. Bluegill mainly. Bluegill. It looks. Uh, you guys are spawners, right? All you guys got kids? Nah, yep. not yet. <laughs> not me. No kids. No kids. Not uh, yet. I got thank cats. goodness. Well, that, let that be a lesson to, to folks. Uh, I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of fly fishermen, and uh, <laughs> and their parents took them fly fishing. So yeah. we, we put two and two together and be like, hey, well, maybe I should take these kids fly fishing. Yeah. And if you don't true. got kids, you could take someone else's kids. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. And you could beat them because because <laughs> they're not your kids. So it's like if uh, the worst thing. The tree. I had this mom used to bring her son in all the time in the shop, and I. His dad didn't fly fish, but and the kid was really wanting to get into it, and so I was like, "She's like, can can you come over?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll come over." I was young. I was like, "Take a fish in the pond. I'll teach him how to cast, do the thing." So we did, and he had his friend from the neighborhood came over, so I brought a couple rods, and we're just I'm gonna teach him how to throw in the pond. I'm like spreading them out and like letting them fish, and uh, one of the kids like, "Oh yeah," he's like, I, "I can't catch anything." I'm like, "I was like, see that culvert over there? Just like mm-hmm. cast it right in the mouth of that culvert. There's always a bass laying in a culvert in a pond, like just guaranteed." And he's casting. He just he's a little right, little left, little right, little left. He can't get it in there. And I'm like, you gotta get it right up in there, man. Finally, he's like, I can't get in there. You get it in there. And I was like, I, I could, but you try. And he, yeah, so he hands me the rod. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll take a shot. And I put one just right where it needed to be. <laughs> and I stuck about a four and a half pound large. <laughs> I mean, like a toad. And then you feel like crap. Yeah, and, and I just felt caught like, his fish. But I, they didn't give two shits. I gave them the fish and like took a bunch of pictures of them holding oh, it. Oh, that's like, a big win for yeah, them. Yeah, they Huge were like, they were all about it. Like three weeks later, the mom was like, I cannot get those kids out of that pond. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's, right. awesome. That's how it works. That's how I it took, works. I took some family friends that moved here from New York by way of Dallas. They were my dad. My dad was really good friends with her dad. Now she has two kids. So they were pumped about fishing. So I took them fishing. Kind of the first tailing uh, thing was like two weeks ago because we've had so many night tides. Right. Oh, right. So really the first time I really got out and really – looked for tails was like two weeks ago middle of july and oh my god we we, i saw every time they either casted left or right or too far too there was another tail they go down and be like all right i got another one i got another one (laughs) it was like 45 minutes of that Uh, and the problem is now they've seen that that's uh, i'm like guys this doesn't happen like this it's probably because no one's been pounding them that's right because those fish have not really seen a good tide with anglers on them 
in a long time. That's mm-hmm. true. So yeah. it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But they, they really got, they caught the bug, and I'm going to try to take them out again. But it was a lot of fun. But you know, they have fly rods, but they don't really know how to cast that well. So they were just out there kind of, yeah. you know, just. Well, now you give them homework. You're like, all I right, did. kids. I said, y'all, are, y'all can't come again until you <laughs> practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's, there's nothing better than seeing it actually work out the way it's supposed to work out. Yeah. Even if they can witness that. Totally, yeah. They and they what, know now they know what, what, they, what to imitate, yeah. what to duplicate. It's the planting of a seed. It's exactly. The of a seed. And then yeah. it needs some water, it needs a little bit of care, it needs some nutrients, mm-hmm. you know, it needs some yep. sunlight. That's yeah. true. However, so we fun. can be a part of that. However, we can be a part of the seed planting or the nutrient ad- addition or the, the nurturing, you know, however, yep. we can be a part of that. The more, I got a question for you guys. I so, so when you, when you see, when you see uh, today's uh, human, um, and how much they participate in the in the outdoors, uh, and, and or you know like maybe they're playing a lot of video games, maybe they're on the cell phones a lot, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're looking long run, lo- looking long game, what what do you think is going to happen? Like what what's going to happen to uh, how how is our country going to look if if everybody's just playing uh, s- uh, you know video games and cell phones? I think the fishing and the hunting is going to get really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. here's a, here's a, no, I know what you mean. But a way yeah. to look at that is, yeah. is that, and I, I bring this up a lot, is like, yeah. or with people I'm just meeting, I say, I say, how do you feel about my uncle Daryl? My right. uncle Daryl, how do you feel about my uncle Daryl? No one cares because no one knows him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, when, and that's, how, that's how homo sapien works. Without exposure to something, we don't give it, right. we just don't care. Yeah. Now, now, what happens when, when people don't have any exposure or, or um, experience with the outdoors when they're not when they're yeah. not playing outside and all that kind of stuff. You don't care about it. Well, you, well, that's a great yeah, point because if you think about where is most of the money coming from that helps protect all these places where we fish and hunt, Word, it's, be, it's coming from us. Yeah. And so as we continue to overpopulate places and spread out and grow, and you've got more deforestation, you've got more cities popping up, and you have kids growing up who don't care about those things they they're going to go away and i think too though that, and that is a scary scary idea which is which is you know leads to the point of, of exposure and getting kids involved and that kind of thing but i think there comes a certain stewardship with that too is uh, as to how you introduce that to them because i think the the other mix of the problem when you add in social media and stuff is that a lot of these kids and i don't know put it on kids there's a lot of people my age mm. are are now using the outdoors and using this this thing that we all love as a self of self aggrandization mm-hmm. you know they're seeing it as they're not seeing it as something to be protected or something to enjoy they're seeing it as something to profit off of something to utilize and i have a problem with that i feel like i, I don't know i i feel like there's there's ways to go outside that that um we want to embrace everybody in you know like to how to enjoy nature or how to and i also part of me like n- realizes the hypocrisy of trying to tell other people how they should or shouldn't enjoy something yeah so like there's a whole there's a whole lot of problem like it's a lot of ethical weirdness for me i do i do agree with you jay i think you're absolutely a nail on the head with the nobody gives a shit about something they don't know about and so therefore more people outside better for the outside to a point um but I, I feel like too, there has to come with that a certain message of responsibility and a certain message of, of you know, like stewardship. Stewardship that has to come with that. It can't just be like, look how cool this is. No. It needs to be like, yeah, this is cool, but here's You're how it all works. For it. Yeah. Here's how this ecosystem survives. Here's how we get to enjoy it. You know, now here's how we make sure that it stays that way. You know, 
And I feel like that's the piece that gets missed a lot of times. I think a lot of people only see how cool this is and look how cool I am for doing it. And <laughs> Why does you know, it get By missed? the way, buy this rod. You know, like, and it's just like, you know. Do it I for the like gram. You got to have um, those people. Those people that have no? the platforms have to be very careful <laughs> how they present that. You know, I don't think careful is the word, but maybe they should be more cognizant of how they well, present so it. So why, why, well, why is, it, is it commonly missed? Why do you think that um, that message is commonly missed? of stewardship i think because a lot of people are afraid to take a political stance because it is political unfortunately when you take a if you're too I, it shouldn't be i don't yeah, think i don't, I don't think, think if you're a hunter or a fisherman i don't think taking a stance for protecting the environment is political i don't think so but but you're always trying to sway someone in congress to, to vote for something that will help you and yeah. what you believe yeah, in. Yeah, i think it's directly related to people's reliance on technology i, I think huh. because that is the place where everybody turns for entertainment now where it used to be, at, at one time, it used to be things that were outside. I, I, I mean, I know that's off-subject, technically, as far as an answer goes to what you guys were talking about, but I think the reason there's less attention being paid to that is because people are devoting their attention elsewhere. And, I mean, yeah. they don't talk as much. They text, you know, or they, they, don't, they don't go out and walk in the woods. They play a video game. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just my so we got we got to teach them. Yeah. We have we have to teach how to teach. Yeah. Right. So if we if we if we get someone out there and we teach them a, a proper way of, of interacting with the outdoors, one, I guarantee if we do it right, it'll be better than a, the video game they're playing oh, yeah, or the yeah. cell phone thing. And then Absolutely. we got to teach them to teach the other people of how to deal with this. Because right. if we don't, like what we've learned, all ends with our generation. Yeah. You know, what I, or what what our what the generation before us taught us, which which we had to learn other stuff on the way, way right? I, I mean, is this is this is this too heavy a stuff to talk no, about? No, we, no, we go where it goes, bro. We yeah. go because yeah. I have some really good dick and fart jokes I've been. Working <laughs> <on>. <laughs> well, we got so like uh, you can think about it too. Like when I grew up, um, and and I'm not saying you have to grow up this way in order to have some sort of appreciation, but like I grew up with a little creek in my backyard. You know, yeah. it didn't have any fish in it other than creek chubs and horny heads. Um, but I grew up. Crawling horny heads? Yeah, yeah, that's what we call it. There's a certain horny type heads? of creek chub. We call them horny heads. They have knots on their heads, like these little a bony chubby spots. Horny, horny head. <laughs> or a horny chubby head. Yeah. Or a horny what? chubby head. I got Either a horny way. chubby head. But we, like, I grew up crawling through that creek and like learning how to, like, we would sa- we built handmade seins out of old windows. Oh, screen, yeah, we did that. And yeah. we would just dredge yes. those creeks and you find yeah. all the all the nymphs and all the, the yeah. crawfish and, and the you get all the different minnows. We had war paint horny shiners chubby. and water moccasins. Uh, yeah, there were snakes too, <laughs> yeah. but like that's how I grew up. So you learned like this eco, like you weren't trying to learn ecosystem. There was no scientists over my shoulder saying, "Well, no. you see, this is a no." But you learned like these things live here, and these right. things eat. Like we learned how to peel crawfish tails off, take a little chunk on a small Aberdeen hook, right. and we catch the horny heads on little hand lines mm-hmm. out from underneath the deeper holes and shit like that. You learned how everything played. So but like why I, are your kids gonna do that when when they're all their buddies are on This comes down to how else. to teach. Like yeah. when you do get a kid out on a skiff, show it to it's them. one thing to take them out, show them the redfish, teach them how to catch a redfish. Cool. But like while you're waiting on the water to come in, get him out of the boat, let him walk around in the mud, yeah. and you know, snack up a couple fiddler crabs, let him show those. Like you know, show him the periwinkles, explain yeah. to him all stuff. When it gets dark out, run your hand through there, show him the bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. Like you got to let them get dirty and muddy and roll around that shit and play. Oh, yeah. And there are kids out there like that Mason Farrow, who you met, Chris's son, uh, oh, who yeah. was staying with me for the weekend. You know, he loves that stuff because yeah. his dad is taking him out there and showing it to him. And you're absolutely right. This goes to, this goes to exactly the, the proof of what you're saying is that 
they will be attracted to it if you show it to them. Well, I think people, just like people don't care about something they don't know, I think people yeah. care more about things, even if they're aware of them, if they understand it. Yeah. So even an adult, like, you don't have to get them out 100%. of the boat. 100%. And you don't have 100%. to get them out of the boat and make them run around the mud, but you can totally well, you educate can. that adult. Like, yeah, see these guys, <laughs> these are field crabs, these are the males, these are the females, yeah. you know. This is how they burrow, and you know, any little tidbits of science, like let them understand, like yeah, so the tides are doing this, it's because the moon's in this phase, and this yeah. is how it. Like the more somebody has a grasp of the world around them, the more they don't need your help to know when something's in trouble. Like that's right. If they understand how fragile all of this stuff is and how it's all interlinked, when somebody talks about something spilling into Charleston Harbor mm -hmm. or Charleston Waterkeeper has an alert for something. You know, they don't need anybody to tell them this is bad for the redfish. Right. They've already drawn that line to the redfish. Word. And so I feel like, yeah, understand. I think you said teach the teachers. I think that's part of it is, like, that teach them that it's not just a fish on a flat. It's the flat. It's the water. It's the things that live down the mud that you're not going to see unless you dig a big scoop full of it. You know? I don't know. That's my take on it. But I oh, like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, I've always been like that, though. I've always been the, I want to get my hands in there and see what the hell's under the mud yeah. kind of guy. Such a similar <laughs> situation for me in, in, the, in Washington State where we had a little creek called Mud Creek, and there would be little fish and crawdads, sometimes blue crawdads, which were so bitching, like, oh, dude, we found the, the, the blue crawdad, <laughs> you know, like it was crazy. And then every once in a while, someone would spill a bunch of oil, I think from the factory next door, and like everything would die. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I learned what life and death was. Mm -hmm. And then, and what made me be like, oh, well shit. So like this, this, this is pretty real. You know, like when, when every fish is dead in your creek. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, but, but learning life and death, if the outdoors teaches you life and death, I think it's a, it's a pretty damn strong path to, to being someone that cares about the system. Oh yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and understands how this world's gonna, uh, you know, work. Cause yeah. I, I, almost everybody's going to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to die. Well, I, I've heard, I, you know, I got these little plans or whatever, but but everybody else is going to die. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Gonna... yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely um, it's definitely a question. And I don't, like, I, I'm the old geezer sometimes about the technology and stuff. I, I think it's an, I think, I think social media is such a powerful tool, and I think we could use it for such good. Oh, yeah. It sucks that it seems like most of it's just, being used commercially, which whatever, that's, you know, this is what it is, capitalism, baby, makes it work. But, uh, you know, I just wish that sometimes these bigger platforms, people with the ability to hit a bunch of people in the face would be a little more um, aggressive on some of these teaching moments, like, you know, um, because they could, you know, I don't know. I, don't I mean, I think, you know, to a certain extent, if you consider social media to be a, like a communication platform, every single medium we've ever had going back to the print or printed, you know, things that were printed mm -hmm. have always been the same way. There's, it's always been a small bit of it was for the good, yep. but a large bit of it was just sort of just so social fodder, if you will. Yep. I mean, even if you fodder. go back to like... And the, people have always been attracted to it, too. Yeah, exactly. Probably the same percentage <laughs> in the 50s to newspapers as we yeah, are exactly. to social media exactly. today. Exactly. TikTok. Yeah. It's just a new platform. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. For sure. We all want to ease out of this and take a little break give people a break yeah here's some here's some famous commercials and uh yeah I'm gonna see and we let's we today is just kind of like a we're just kind of going as we go playing by ear i know that we do have your cousin coming in later vanderhorst well you got I him think, again well i yeah i guess i don't know who got him but 
But I want him and Jay to kind of talk later about oh. some of their world travels. Oh, Jay, Dick you're and love, You're going to love him. <laughs> He's something, man. Old, so. old Vanderhorse. Right. Don't say Vanderhorse, by the way. It's Ben Dross. But, ben Dross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, he's coming later. All he's right. seen things. Right. And when we get back, let's talk uh, to Jay about Bahio and what those guys are doing, what Jay's yeah, doing, absolutely. Why, why he's here in Charleston and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Six more weeks of COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
exactly. for work. For work, we had to wear N95s, and they can't yeah. seal on my face. Yeah. So every time we had another outbreak, I have to shave my beard off. And I had a pretty good one going. It's disappointing. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. I don't know. Yeah, I already grown a beard and shaved it back off. But Golly. the whole month of July, we were like traveling. You were yeah, out. I was out of town for like three weeks of yeah, July. Yeah, so. yeah. You went to New Orleans, Orleans, Alabama, and then New Orleans, which was interesting. In Alabama, you guys can relate to this because, well, Jay probably can't because he knows everybody. But most people in the that have been in the fishing industry or whatever, anywhere I go, I either know somebody that fishes that area or they know somebody who's fishing that area. You know what I'm saying? Like if I need, if I want to book a charter, if I want Jay I'll takes go, that for granted. I'm sure he does. Just but like you call and you're just like, hey man, anybody know anybody? And blah. And somebody like, yeah, call my boy. He he'll yeah you know, he'll hook you up. Tell you what. So I need a. I was gonna book a, uh, an offshore snapper fishing trip for my dad and like my brother-in-law and all of us. And I knew nobody. And that was a real trip for me. I had to go out on a limb and I had to do like what you know because I, I knew and nobody like I knew guys that knew people in Mississippi and some people knew some people in Louisiana, yeah. but nobody knew anybody in Alabama. So I had to go on like line and then I had to do the thing where like. If you've worked in um, around charter businesses enough, like we did, our shop used to do offshore charters, the inshore charter stuff. Like you learn how to like find the keywords in the on the website or on their like Instagram to like tell you what kind of dudes this is, you know, that are running the show. And so like I had to like do my snooping, and then I found a boat, and I was like, all right, so I booked a guy, and uh, we get to the dock the first morning, and the guy looks like a normal old cap, and I'm like, all right, he looks legit, you know, the boat's in good shape but got some scruff on it so i'm like so this is a fishing boat not a cruising yacht that's good and then the mate came out and boy <laughs> dude had it was oh dark 30 he's got a swisher suite hanging out of one lip rocking a mullet and a half dirty t-shirt and just grinning i was like that guy knows how to kill stuff. like same <laughs> same mullet he's had since yeah 83. and i looked at it and i was like oh we gonna catch the fish today yeah. as soon as i saw that mate i was like this is gonna get ugly in a hurry and I, that man i've never seen a jumbo like a costco size box of swisher sweets but he had one I mean, there must have been 120 of things stuffed in this box and he never had one not in his lip and dude we wailed on some snapper we caught your limit is like two per person so we caught our limit but our average weight was, like, 15 pounds. Like, we were just, like, culling oh. through and, like, releasing all these, like, fish That's that I would awesome. normally have eaten. And he's like, no, no, don't worry about it. We'll give you one. We'll give you one. one. And then, like, a real one comes over the rail. He goes, ah, oh, we'll keep that one. You know, 18-pound yeah, yeah. fish slaps oh, on the deck. Man. We caught a whole pile. Of, we ate our asses off. But, like, yeah, just like it was, like, it was a great moment. When I saw that mate stick his head up over the rail, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. I nailed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, speaking of adventure and trips and going places, so I guess I'll intro this with uh, – we, we've known about Bahia sunglasses for a while. Yeah. As uh, they they started with a common friend that I, I met here when he lived here in Charleston, Al Parkinson. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he ended up moving to New Smyrna to start the sunglass company, Bahia. And uh, and I'll let you uh, in a little bit, kind of give us more behind the name and all that stuff because I'm sure you know that and I do not. Uh, but. Long story short, we've kind of teamed up with them at Flood Tide on King Street. We were the whole idea was, hey Al, why don't you kind of move into some open space that we have at the store and kind of create kind of a flagship store for Bahio. And then uh, we had the film tour coming up, and so Jay's been working with them, and I'll obviously let him kind of get into more detail what he's been doing with them. But that's kind of an intro to why you're here in Charleston as, on behalf of Bahio Sunglasses. Yeah. So. Oh, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy ride. I've been, 
I've been with Al for like 15 years. Yeah. You know, uh, and he sent me literally all over the world. And and he got a... We, we were funding some really cool stuff for the sales of, of another sunglass company. And and as soon as that ended, we've, you know... we. You know, he wanted to figure out another way that we could we could do that, yeah, and fund some positive stuff for the for the fishing systems, and so you know, it's like let's start up another sunglass company. And he calls me up. I was in Fort Worth, Texas. He's like, "When can you get here? We got to get some we got to get some stuff going." And I was like, oh, "Okay." That's I'm, about a year ago, right now, probably. No, that's like four months ago. Really? I mean, even, there was discussions about it for a long time. Because he left about a year ago, I'd say roughly. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, it's, and started kind of getting it going, I guess. Yeah, he's he's been working on it for about a year. Okay. Yeah, but uh, he's like, I want you to do another show. I've been doing shows for him for like like fifteen years, you know. And uh, he wants yeah. You, know, you ever watch Fishing with John? Fishing with John Lurie? Fishing with John? If you ever get a chance on YouTube, there's this. It's like early '90s experimental comedy, and a lot of people that don't fish say it's the greatest fishing show ever made. It's okay. not much about fishing. But it's hilarious. Is I he mean, the musician, John Lurie? Yeah, totally. I've seen painting with John Lurie yeah, on HBO. So it started with, with okay. fishing with John. I didn't know that there was a backstory mm-hmm. to that. Tom Waits fishing, okay. uh, Jim Jarmusch fishing, all these guys. Anyway, Can you still find that out yeah, there on, on YouTube, YouTube or something? Fishing with John. I'll it's go, it's the greatest yeah. thing ever I'm in. I'm he's, a, he's like an old jazz musician. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, lounge okay. lizards. And, yeah. and But painting with John is absolutely incredible. It's intriguing as shit. I uh, that, it. it would be a dream. But anyways, like, you remember that show Fishing with John? I was like, hell yeah, I remember Fishing with John. Do something like that where... Just do whatever you want to do, and and run around. You're so like, I, I like those instructions. <laughs> yeah, I, I thrive in those kind of situations. Yeah. yeah, and so I've been building this four by four short bus with the pig farm, and and uh, so you were already kind of doing that. Yeah, I remember seeing like the pig farm bus, and it kind of morphed into the Bahio bus. It's, there, yeah, it's yeah. still the pig farm bus, but Bahio's pan. You know, they they got us a new motor, new tranny, which I've I've. I've since then blown up. Yeah, so on the way <laughs> because that's why he's here right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, came up see you, see the yeah. see the shop, and then the film tour was going on. It was like and like it, it just made complete sense. So Alan and I started driving up here, and then the transmission we lost reverse and fourth fourth gear, mm. and uh, it created some some situations. So I've been staying over at Old Polly's house and uh, and, and Scotty Davis's house in the studio in the art studio, which is just a magical place to be. A magical, magical place to be. I got to look through Polly's, uh, like, he just had a stack of artwork just sitting on a cardboard box. And I was like, uh, you know, in, in a situation where you'd think, like, that that just must, that must just be trash or that must not be something. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like just... this, like, foot-high stack of paper. And he starts going through and he goes, I mean, this is just sitting here? Dude, it's so remarkable. Like, to me, that's just my stack of stuff I don't know what I'm to do with. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I don't get to keep up with you. Like, uh, social media is how I keep up with you because I come yeah, to, yeah. I don't yeah, get, yeah. get to Charleston so much. And, like, because of the algorithm of social media, I don't see everything you do. Sure. Yeah. And so to, like, look through all the stuff you've been doing for the last few years, that's like... Yeah. That's that, that's a very special moment for me because he, he came away with the Dolly part, the Dolly Parton holding a Dolly, just called Dolly Dollies. Varden. Yeah, yeah, Dolly Parton Varden. <laughs> Dolly yeah. Parton Varden. Oh, but a, anyway, so it was like to be able to catch up with you. Yeah, we've like, been having fun. I've been so damn proud days. of you. Like seeing like what I don't know a dozen years ago, like Mike, Mike was saying, like mm-hmm. a dozen years ago, and seeing some of your drawings then, and then as you just kept on going and kept on going, and now you have like this Charleston Empire. Empire. It's pretty. It's, just, it's impressive. 
It's so impressive. It's, well, it's great to see. It's because uh, of artists. friends like y'all too. It's not. I mean, it's you know, there's a lot behind it. It's just. It's great to see an, uh, an artist in the in the in the sport of fly fishing um, making a living. You yeah. know, because there's so many that don't. Mm-hmm. And sure. Uh, in whatever genre it is, it doesn't. It yeah. could be. It could be. Yeah. You well, know, to be fair, most artists don't make anything till they're dead. Roger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, like really. I mean, that's like it's get it's super little, lucky or <laughs> they they die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I started, started. so we get a new motor, a new transmission. I get to build the, the inside of this bus um, to, to Well, let's let the people be. know they can go watch these videos, too, yeah, if, if you don't mind it, me kind of interjecting. It's on the Heel Sunglasses uh, YouTube channel and Instagram. Yep. I think it's just called the Heel Sunglasses, and mm-hmm. it's B-A-J-I-O. Yep. The J is an H in Spanish, I guess. Um, but anyway, so, you know, all this shit goes down. We get, and then I get this ponga, I build this thing out. And then, which I loved watching that. Did you watch that? Yomaka? I haven't watched it yet. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm a you'll boat definitely, guy. I'm you'll a boat definitely guy. get behind it because of all the stuff you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fiberglass is is a, is a very tough job. The, the the wild animals that saw us boats they know how to build a boat, but holy smokes, do they deal with every night fiberglass slivers like and oh. it's, like it's nothing to them. Yeah, uh, well, first two weeks. Fiberglass is so cool though, in that like you can literally doesn't like. You can mold something out of nothing, like, and if something Absolutely. you get a big chunk, like, I'm never gonna be afraid of chink, like chinking my boat ever again because like oh, I can fix that. Totally. I know how to like totally. <laughs> I can so lay some cool. glass on there and reshape it into whatever I want. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, yeah, learning so. all this stuff has just been, you know, yeah. and filming it too because that's like two totally. Oh man, you it's have like to keep four all those, jobs. Yeah. So I got to be in front of the camera. I got to actually build it. Yeah. I got to film it, and then I got to edit it, and but. But, but it was a, a very logical step for me from, from like, with uh, the TV show we had, 160 people working on that. Mm. And, like, I'm so disconnected to what's going on. I'm just hanging uh, on well, by my you're teeth. You're just handing off stuff. Yeah. And they, yeah, the footage is – I'm not even handing off the footage. Someone else is handing off the footage, wow. you know, all that kind of stuff. And 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 the, while it was very interesting, I learned a, bu- a bunch of stuff and met some incredible people across the world. Uh, uh, having a little bit more control – of, of or having all the control really of, yeah. of you know what's going on has been just like with you with ours you know if if someone's telling you or if, if you put out something then everybody just changes it or makes it what they yeah. what they need or something like that which I get it but yeah. but it's it's just a uh, it's it's more interesting to me to you know be able to create from 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 where you stand yeah because you're like that's Jay's work is and we could go off on a tangent oh, with yeah, this, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. the same difference between. Fly fishing film tour movies now compared to what they were twelve years ago. Yeah, Word. and yeah. it's a totally different landscape Absolutely. of what they are. But anyway, we could. That's a whole other. We're story. not going to get into it. We're not. Gonna get into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been in, it's been interesting. So on my way up here to uh, go see you, transmissions in a situation. So we got that in the shop right now, hoping uh, you know there's like there's like mechanics, vehicle mechanics, and then there's transmission yeah. builders. Oh, yeah. And, uh, two different dudes, yeah. <laughs> 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 two and, so, and that dude is not me, and I, and I didn't, I, I just don't have the time to learn that too. And I love yeah. learning stuff, but learning transmission stuff, Ugh. I'd rather like learn surgery on online than. He <laughs> rolled. He rolled up into flood tide last Thursday with that school bus with no reverse. Some we somehow got the corner spot right in front of the store. Oh god! So we kind of had to keep it back because we had to end up. He needed to just slide right out instead of like reversing, and uh, yeah. and then of course the parking people gave him shit, so he just moved up into the next spot. Anyway, it worked out great; the whole <laughs> yeah. thing was fine. But it was pretty funny knowing that, that thing we were gonna we pushed it around a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah, been neat. So, so the the first leg of the journey 
has been catastrophic failure. Can't wait till step two. <laughs> <laughs> but you went you went down to ICAST and took the the bus down there, yeah. and oh, y'all did a booth great. at the ICAST show. Yeah, oh, it was so cool. People responded. Uh, uh, people have responded very positively yeah. to cool. having another option. It, it's state of the art technology, sunglass wise. So it's like we block more blue and mo- block more yellow. Okay. So your eyes, we so that means we can reduce how much uh, tint is on on the glass. So you get more information. when you're looking in the water, you lose um, light because that's just how water works, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so if you can let more light in and it not be painful, mm-hmm. then you get more information when you're looking at the bottom of something. Okay. So it's kind of it's it, it's it's neat technology with a neat neat cause. Like the the stuff that Bahia will do for the flats will be. Remembered, will will be uh, remembered forever. Will be legendary. yeah. They're very conservation. They have a lot of. I was saying they got a lot of projects in mind going. The whole forward. point of it. The yeah. whole point of it. Like that. The 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 proceeds of what we do there. Like because you know, Al started like five rivers, uh, kick plastic, um, indie fly. All of these things were getting funded by selling sunglasses that made positive impacts on the world. Okay. You know, supported the pig farms since the beginning, and so now. Now he's just continuing, you know, f- figuring out ways to continue yeah. those kind of situations. Yeah. And because and if he has that many things going on in his mind that he wants to do, it's not like he's going to sit and idle for too long. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be something that he's gonna start. Iconoclast human being and my mentor and hero. He's, he's a, in, a real American hero. And the name by nature means like shallow water fishing, right? Or flats yeah, but he was the shallows. Okay. That's like that's like, to me that's like the riparian zone of the ocean. Riparian zones like that. That swath between land and water mm. that that has all of the life, and and it's basically the nursery of things, and so if we can if we can keep that the riparian zones or the shallow zones um, alive, then everything's better for everybody, wow. you know, not not just fishermen, you yeah. know, yeah, and those are those those areas are also the highest risk because they're the closest to land yeah, and with, first with to with take a hit every, every time, yeah, yeah. every time, so, so yeah. Well, I have to go try some on, man. I haven't been to Paul's shop in a while, but uh, I got a weird head, so I'm up to. You do got a weird. You got a, a case of the head. weird head. I, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, I, I, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, but yeah, I have to like get, I have to get it like try them on because otherwise I'm I'm a stickler about like now like style glasses, which I don't ever wear. I don't care, but like with like fishing glasses. No gaps, man. I don't no like. Gaps. I don't like the light coming in the side. It drops me nuts. I don't can't know, have that. Like, I know if it's like those glasses there on my face, like, a they look weird. But B, like the guys that wear like the old school Ray Bans, like I can't fish in those. Like there's yeah. way too much light. Like I'd have to do like the old guys did and like tape up. Some, yeah. Like, well, once side you bars, wear the you know? kind that wrap around, you can't go back. No. Nah. Yeah. I yeah. can't even. Not even driving. I can't can't put Ray Bans on now. Yeah, and, I, and I've worn glasses like high end, really good sunglasses for so long. Like my wife, she gives me shit all the time. But like it, it's cloudy day. If I go outside, I'm gonna have glasses on. Like I can't. My eyes are oh, very too. sensitive oh, to yeah. light. Like I get a headache. Like it ain't nobody's business. But. But it's cool, man. I, I, I'm, I'd rather support your cause than every other cause I seem to be supporting with my money. But it's been a, it's been a fun uh, Instagram campaign too. There's always something something that's interesting to look at and on oh. Instagram. It's just Bahia sunglasses, I think, as well. Yeah. But they're doing a good job keeping it slick. And uh, if you like saltwater fishing, you're probably going to find some interest in what they're giving you. So yeah, totally. So check it out. So, but you have your next plan when you get out of here in Charleston. Is uh, go see some friends up in PA. I think is what you said. Yeah, get Trash River Battle up and up on the Del- at the Delaware River Club. Last, last the first time we did that, the the dudes up there, Chris Calabrese and Lena and 
this guy Dan Santor, they they planned this this get trashed uh, a year in advance, and the first the first get trashed we got ninety two tires out in one day, ninety two, and then That's the crazy. next year they got like seventy two people. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> I mean, I know it's the I've most. I've never understood like throwing a tire like in somewhere. Like they go to the bridges. They go yeah, to the bridges they and they're just like, oh, let's drop them into the river. Uh, you know, yeah. we have our boats. It's like everybody's got a drift boat and they're all just overloaded with tires and garbage. You so know? weird. And then we just party your faces off. Yeah. And give bad tattoos. Well, Dan gives really good tattoos, but but uh, you know that's how it works. And then after that, going to come back down here and then round out through, through the south is what I reckon. I got to go to Cuba. The Bahio crew in uh, October. He's got to. He's got to. You know. It's Sometimes like, you got to. <laughs> it's, it's a little messed up right now. That's true. Cuba, I forgot Cuba, about Cuban that. Cuban people are starving. Yeah, I forgot about that. Cuba's on uh, the verge of upheaval, shall yeah. we say? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know enough about it, but I feel like sometimes upheavals are um, the way forward. Oh yeah, yeah. got to break yeah. some eggs to make a cake kind of situation. Well, the last yeah, and then, unfortunately, the last time Cuba did that, it didn't turn out so great. But Word. maybe this time they get it right. You know, the second it's, revolution is always better, right? They've been Fingers they've crossed. been bending <laughs> yeah. a long, they've been bending a long time there, and it's yeah. about time for something to break. Yeah. And so who knows? Who knows? Where are y'all supposed to go in Cuba? All over it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a few different places. Yeah. I'd like to see the north side and the south side. I've never been to Cuba. So is the idea to get in a van and just drive around? I mean, do you have any sort of... those old-ass cars. Oh, oh yeah, like I a know. 50... Uh, yeah, a Buick or something? I guess, I guess the, the Russians are running some sort of fishing situation where you can't fish without going through the Russians. And then yeah. I think there's some Italians and up, up north. I, I I don't really... Yeah, the Italians are the programs that we've done before. Yeah. But well, it makes sense that the Russians would already have a foothold in Cuba. That yeah, of course. Makes a lot of yeah. sense. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be good. It, hopefully yeah. it'll be good. It'll well, that'll be cool. Um, are you going to be taking or trying to take the bus out west at all this summer before you do Cuba? Man, I don't know. It depends how fast this transmission gets done. Yeah. But event, you know, when I get back from Cuba, I'm bringing it out west, the home zone. Cool. That's the, I'm from the great northwest, and I'd really like to bring it up there and throw some events up there. Cool. We don't throw our trash around as much, but there is there's stuff around, you know. There's 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 some city areas that have tires and and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes I think it's absolutely crazy. I've never seen anything like that, the Delaware River, or that much trash in there. Dude, we I actually got to see your neck of the woods for the first time uh, three years ago. I guess me and wife our honeymoon. We took like a month and just went out on the road for like cross country drive, and we ended up in. Um, uh, the San Juan Islands, north of oh. Seattle. We oh. spent like two days in Seattle. Then we went up there, got on a car ferry, went to San Juan Island, still in San Juan for a couple of days, did that thing, and and came back. But it was wild, man. It's such a trippy place. Like in my head, I knew Washington's like mostly like high desert, you know. Like I knew that in theory and on maps. But like till you get out there and you're in Washington State and you're driving for hours and it's just flat prairie essentially, and then you go up the mountains and the mountains are bald and dry on this side. And then you get to the crest of the mountain, and it's like you just drive into a wall of green, and then it's all green and wet so on the back. Cool. It's just yeah. the weirdest the like wet delineation. Side the cascades, yeah. Yeah. yeah, cascades are an epic mountain range. It's not talked about enough, but that's all right with us. We went on the way home instead of going back down to taking uh, and picking up ninety at Seattle. We cut through North Cascades National Park, which I didn't even know was a national park to start off with. And B, holy shit, like, it was as pretty, if not prettier, than Yellowstone or anything we saw in Montana, Wyoming. I mean, the mountains were insane. Yeah, I mean, it was wild, dude. Like, I, I was like, me and my wife were like, this, we've got a bunch of pictures in our house there, like, from our trip, and half of those pictures are from Cascade National Park. Wow, so, like, the cool. prettiest place we were at. We are like, we didn't even plan it. We were just driving through. Um, 
But yeah, I'd like to go back one day and fish. You guys fish familiar with uh, with uh, Reddit at all? I I know what it is. I, I don't hang out on there or anything, but yeah. There's a there's a Reddit called Earth Porn, and it's almost always or- Oregon and Washington or Norway. Oh, yeah. Norway's another. St- I, I, there's many many stunning spots. Every, everywhere's pretty. Everywhere's pretty. Yeah, man. Yeah, everywhere's got their thing. Except for Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> Except for that place. <laughs> Fuck that place. Yeah. My wife's uh, cousin lives in, uh, not Tacoma, but she lives out on the, what's uh, the other side of Washington, big city? Uh, Spokane. Spokane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they had a lake house on some random lake outside of Spokane, and we went there. And it was really cool, too, though, man. I yeah. did a little pontoon boat tour of the lake with them, you know, that afternoon. It was, it was pretty sweet. Good work. That's there's, cool. there's great yeah. trout fishing on that side. of the, There's, like, the dry side of Cascades and the west side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the dry side has real trout. The wet side doesn't have trout. Uh, it has some trout, but what happens is all of the water just washes all the nutrients away, and all that's left is potassium. That's great for woody growth, so it's just trees everywhere. Yeah. But so that there's such little nutrients in the ground because of all that rain getting washed out that the trout are born there, the salmonids are born there in, in the fresh water, and they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and so they go to the estuaries, and they eat, and they grow bigger, and they're like, let's, uh, you know, they're feeling horny, and they come back up, and they, they get to spawn, and, and then there's, and it oh, continues wow. on. I didn't know it had that much to do with, like, yeah, that's crazy. Whole world. And, of course, then the fish, when they come back and die, they bring a lot of those nutrients that the rivers yeah, need back totally. with them. I knew that part, but I didn't realize it was just naked to begin with because of the rain. You guys aware of the heat wave going through the west? Uh, yeah, it's hard oh, not man. to be, man. Yeah. Everything's yeah. burning. Yeah. Is it still Again. consistently happening? Because I remember a month ago it was hottest, really happening. Hottest, uh, hottest of all time. Okay. And then, you, then you look at the weather guy, he just kind of shows all these little pockets of, like, these really hot areas. I just didn't know if it was changing or just staying consistent. Man, that's, I, I, I grew up there, and I never had situations like this where it's just such huge swings. Mm-hmm. Craziness, man. Well, I say going forward, that's going to be like the the thing. Like everything is going to be extreme. Like there's no middle ground. What do those scientists know? Come on. <laughs> I hear some knocking holes. Oh, oh. Oh, hey, my cousin's here. Ahoy. Oh, oh. Hey, what's happening? I hello, seen hello there. Oh. Hello there, fellows. Hello, fellows. Remind me your name. Uh, Calhoun. Calhoun Vandross. 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 Paul always gets it wrong. He's not from here, you see. And uh, the pronunciations can be a little confusing for the out-of-stater, you know. <laughs> Cal- Van- Cal- this is Jay. Good to meet you. Hello, Jay. Hello, Jay. Pleasure. Pleasure, I'm sure. Um, yes, yes. So, uh, and fellas, you know Michael. Yeah, well, yes, yes. His, he invites me often to this uh, bungalow uh, of his here in the western Ashley portion of the city. Do you like getting out here in West Ashley? No, I do not. Uh, You're downtown guy. Yeah, yes, you know me. Uh, I, I stay. Uh, I stay between uh, King and Kowloon. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're just sitting here talking. Jay's from uh, out of town. He's kind of stationed anywhere between Texas and Florida now. Florida now, and he's been in a lot of places all over the world. Uh, I mean, he's been yes. on some TV fellow, stuff. A fellow traveler, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Where did you just get back from recently? <laughs> oh, you've never heard of it. It's a, it's a small little island south of the Polynesians. Uh, it's unpronounceable in the English tongue, but let's just say it was, it was a nice getaway for a few days. What would you catch? Um, 
there was the giant trevally. Uh, okay. They're the largest in the world, mind you, but okay. uh, even for their species, quite large. Uh, and uh, that was pretty much it. It was mostly just a relaxing getaway, minus the few world record fish we caught. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> and, you, and you, Jay, tell us about, uh, you went to Papa, four times, Papa New Guinea, I think it was? Pa- oh, four, yeah. four times, four times is impressive, Jay, I won't lie, but uh, I just got back from five, my fifth excursion into Papa Old Guinea. Oh, um, not sure if you've been to, oh. to the uh, the older. Is there really such thing as that? Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know once again not well known, of course, uh, but it's much like Papua New Guinea except older, and the the <laughs> just like anything older, of course, it's better. And then there are uh, of course uh, the same species of fish and things that one might find in Papua New Guinea, just bigger and older. What was the what was the biggest fish you guys caught? Jay, or like, I guess, how many? They're hard to catch. So yeah, what? real tough. I got a 40-pounder, which went, what? Oh, wow. They, they can be a tough to the uninitiated, but a 40-pounder is not a bad start. Yes, yeah. They can be a little tricky once you just get started on them. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I heard that it was the, the largest ever caught on a fly rod. Well, yours, yours was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, for Papa New Guinea, I guess. Exactly, like exactly. Papa Old Guinea, uh, we, we roll with a different record book on that. They, they keep their own records. It wouldn't be fair to Papua New Guinea to compare themselves to the old. just doesn't work out. The well. old Guinea. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's no tourism to the old Guinea. So, therefore, uh, we don't want to, you know, we, 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 we don't want to take our food off the table for those poor fellows. Do you fly your own Guinea. helicopter into there? Is that what you all do? Um, due to international statutes, they won't let me fly the helicopter. Plus, the landing's a little dicey. So, we hire that one out to the help. You know, local okay. guys have to eat, too, Paul. Okay, good, good. Now, Jay, where, where in Africa have you been and fished? I've done uh, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Angola, Namibia, Botswana, South America, or South Africa. I think that's... What, was, that's your, what was your favorite place? Oh, all of it. it sounds like you got the treatment from the old travel agent there. You hit all the little <laughs> check marks right on the nose there. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing to see Africa for the first time. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Where, where, what's the last place you've been to in Africa? Oh, uh, the last place I went to Africa is actually a little-known section of the Congo Republic at the top of the river. It's uh, off the beaten path, one might say, but there are some brilliant fish up there. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant fish. Rainbow trout, actually imported. Of oh, course, really? they're not native to Africa, but you know. You catch a man must make his own fun sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to chuckle. Um, you doing it on a fly rod? Of course, of course. It's the only sporting way to do it, old boy. Oh, that's, boy. Right. that's 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 incredible. That's actually yeah, that's really well, that's really you know, incredible. Yeah, once I saw all of Africa, I really wanted to just have something of my own, right? So uh, me and a few of the chaps from the club, we, we decided. To, this one section of river was high enough in elevation and cold enough that it could support oh, so some y'all brought trout. the trout there. Well, yes, yes. A helicopter, you know, I have one. So I used it to bring in some uh, things. The, the locals were very amenable, and those that weren't were, eh. Now, would I be allowed to go fishing there if I went to that spot? I'm afraid you'd never find it, uh, but... But do you keep it no. private or public? I mean, Oh, it's I... very private. Very private. Oh, boy. Africa's overrun these days with tourists. So no offense, Jay. No offense, Jay. But uh, the tourism is really getting out of hand. So. But you're, you're not open to, like, sharing those kind of amazing things with, like, the public and the local, Look, Paul, the local people I, that live there? There are amazing things all over the world, Paul, for people to enjoy. Well, do you find yourself ever, like, 
getting to know the native people there and really what is this an, an, an MSNBC interview? Am I being attacked for my, my money? No, oh, no. I'm I... just asking if you really kind of get down to the nitty gritty and get to know the people there. And, well, like, of course we share. do. Who's going okay. to feed the trout when I'm gone? I'm, I, I have native friends everywhere I go, Paul. Okay, good, good. I can't, one can't travel alone and one can't travel to a place without meeting people at the place. Well, Jay, you've come to really kind of, that. that's kind of one of your favorite things about these travels is really getting to know the people there, right? Yeah, the driver. Yeah, yeah. And it's always it's always it's always been that way. There's an incredible incredible tribe. We we were running around uh, Guiana looking for Arapaima. Ended up going uh, 110 miles up this river and 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 ran into the area where the tribe uh, the one of the land, last uncontacted tri- uncontacted tribes are up in the headwaters of the Amazon. Uh, and while we didn't. They would never show themselves or, or whatever. That's, really? That's an absolute, yeah. They, the well, of course not, because the last time I was there, see, we got into a bit of a tiff with the driver, if you will. Uh, so you've been to this place too? This oh, of course, of course, of course. Uh, the Amazon's like my backyard at this point. Um, but, uh, yes, it was a bit of a miscommunication about the Arapaima, and the, there were some arrows being thrown around. I'm not really certain, but uh, it did discourage so further treatment. you've been fired treatment. upon. Yes, of course, Paul, of course. A white man in a canoe draws a lot of arrow fire. Okay. Tradition in those parts. So no big deal. I mean, that's no big well, deal. Well, yeah, of course, of course, okay. no big deal. We have guns, so I mean, if we need them, yeah. we have them. I mean, just machine gun into the well, in just a few sprays into the bushes usually gets the arrows yeah. to stop. Okay. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So but I guess one, Jay, we travel a little differently. Than Jay, you, you and Calhoun maybe should go travel together sometime. It sounds too scary. Uh, yes, yes, it might not be your taste, old boy. Yeah. Well, uh, um, that's, I mean, that's, I, I've been shot at and whatnot and, uh, oh yeah, Mexico and, huh? and been into some situations, but I never had it rain arrows. Yeah. You know, that's different. I, 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 I feel like I've been as far as anybody in the world. You well, know, all well these one songs. just never knows much about himself until he's got arrows whizzing by his head in the depths of the Amazon or the Congo. Pretty much anywhere else I've been where there's natives with arrows, to be honest with you. They really like to shoot at me. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. But anyway, well, look, um, I believe Michael is cooking dinner in there, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I want to be invited. So I, I think I'm going to let myself out the back. Okay. Uh, well, thanks, Kelly. Right I appreciate you. it. Very nice to meet you, Jay. I hope one day you uh, get to travel a little deeper. Uh, but uh, it's a good start you've got there. It's a very fine start. Your passport must be proud. Okay, I will okay, see you all later. You. I'll show you out. Yes, Very please good do. to meet please you. Do. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure. The pleasure's mine. Oh, man. Wow. He all, he's just he's just a one he just one ups, man. Y'all done? Cal, did Calhoun go out the back? Yeah, he day? left. He left. Good. I hate that asshole. That's strange. Who did you strange. call him? No, I did not call him. What? Well, how do you get in? How do you know we Maybe were here he, doing this? I did not call him. I've never met that dude <laughs> in my life. You probably don't want to ever meet him again. Calhoun. He just cannot accept that he might not have done as much as someone else. No, no, that's yeah, it's impossible, man. The guy's it's impossible. He has all the money in the world, and like, well, Jay, I'm sorry you had insane. to kind of deal with that. It was yeah. fascinating. That was fascinating. That that's an American original right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, he's something. That's for sure. Well, it's hard to bring someone like Jay on here and I, enjoy the travel talk. We're gonna like that's well, what, good humble dude who travels the right and way. And Calhoun just gets on here and has to one up him the whole time. Yeah, him. That dude's done buddy. some stuff though. I mean, I swear to you, so he places. says, man. But yeah. like, I, 
Yeah, there's some, there's some. Papo, what, what was he? Was, old was he telling you all about? Oh, he told you the old. He told you the old Guinea story. Yeah, uh, holy yeah. smokes! I'm like fairly certain that that doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I've spent 15 years looking at maps trying to find where people have gone. <laughs> yeah, and, but then you, see, I, you know, Papua New Guinea is is, is 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 really a stretch to get out there. But then, yeah, you got me thinking like there probably is a Papa old Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> Where did New Guinea come from? Yeah. There had to have been an old one, I guess. I never found it. Now, what made you go there four separate times? Was it to complete the project that y'all were filming, or is it because I wanted to go back and complete Dude, a new I got challenge? my ass whooped so bad the first time. Okay. Like, one, I, I arrived at the airport late than, later than everybody, and I get a, a message. I got 30 minutes of, like, Wi-Fi, and it says... Port Moresby. It gives me a link to the Wikipedia for Port Moresby. First of all, I collect gen- jungle machetes, and so so whatever jungle I go into, I'm fascinated how they decide to design a machete. Yeah. So okay. I'm pre-funkin' before the expedition. I'm like, what's a Papua New Guinea machete look like? And all it is, <laughs> Google it, Google it. You're like, all it is is people getting murdered by machete instead of like what their <laughs> machete shit. is. Oh man. And so I'm like, oh, that's kind of sketchy. And then I get this thing like, Port, you know, you miss, you know, we we missed you and we had to go. Uh, that's like the town. That that's that's it. The airport's there. Then I literally it's jungle. It's jungle. And and so I, g- I get there, get that message. It says don't leave the airport. I'm like, well, well you know, I sit there for a while. I'm like, what am I gonna do? And, and who's this message from? Chris Owens. Okay. And uh, and so there's nothing I can do. So I go out into into the lobby area and I get a taxi and I'm like, where did the white dudes go? <laughs> and I followed them for four days, just asked, asking villagers, "Did you guys see what?" Goes, Holy and taxi. shit! And that taxi driver said he's been robbed by Machete Point two or three times since he's been there. Um, and so, anyway, and on my way through, I stopped by a convenience store, the last convenience store I'll see, and I get um, cigarettes because I'm sure people like to smoke cigarettes, not myself, but like I'm sure that no, I'm just trying to smoke like a chimney. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I see these, like, hair extensions. They're, like, yellow long hair and yellow and green long hair. And I grab them, like, I'm going to tie a fly out of that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we got, you know, the biggest rods in the world, the biggest custom reels made with 30-pound drag to stop these guys. We, you know, GT lines, all, all this kind of stuff. Okay, anyway, eventually hook up with those guys. We get in, get in boats and we travel. Can I ask for, a quick question? Why did Chris tell you not to leave the airport if he knew he wouldn't come back, like, it's top three most dangerous cities so dangerous. in the world. Okay, yeah. but was was is he expecting you just in the airport for ten days? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. I, I'm not sure what, what the <laughs> okay. plan was. So you ended up finding him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe four days. That's and, nuts. And and get in a boat, and then and we meet them at at the first spot that they stayed. And anyway, we were blind casting eighteen weights. That's why I was telling you about blind casting eighteen weights for two weeks straight, not touching one thing. On my birthday. I hook into something. We have scientists with us trying to, because people don't know how big these fish get. There's nothing known okay. about these fish that, uh, we know a lot about like 30 pound fish, but they suspect they get to 100 pounds. Okay. So I hook one of those. The last day, I'm, everybody's wrists are blown out. I hook one on the last day on my birthday, like two, cool. three years ago from now or, or something like that. And it just destroys. I brought 80 pound test because I was like, there's no fish alive that I, that can beat me with 80 yeah. pound test and, I, and an 18 weight. I'm like, there's nothing alive that Especially I can beat. Especially in fresh water. In fresh water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I hooked the fish, gun the outboard to try to pull it out, and it's just like dead weight. I pull the boat all the way back to the bank against this huge old growth, and 
when you're when you're fishing heavy line, you got to have something called a retriever. It's like a spiral on a pole, a mm-hmm. telescoping pole, because you can't bust that line off the bottom yeah. or off the you know whatever. So you you thread that wire onto your uh, onto your fly line. You push it down and and get it unhooked from whatever you got. So homies fucking or my homies pushing it down, and all of a sudden the fish goes buck. It's still on there, and it busts my eighteen weight into five spots, just like at the tip. Bust. Next down, bust, 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 bust. <laughs> and then I pinch the line between my legs to stop it. Cause I had like, and I'm just to the reel now. It's just like, you know, I have this butt section and a bunch of broken rod sections yeah. downstream. And I pinch the rod to the reel. I'm like, I'm not letting it move. Like, I'm uh-huh. taking this fish. And it popped 80 pounds like it wasn't no thing. Like, just popped it. And is this all on camera or is this oh, yeah. edited out? Okay. Because no, I remember watching these, but I don't really remember the details. Yeah, that's like season one geobass. Okay. And, uh, like, Papua New Guinea episode. But... So I lose sleep for like nine months, like like I I must catch this fish. Okay. And then uh, the Papua New Guinea tourism board says that they would pay for gas for us to sail the southern coast, and we had boats on, we had little skiffs on top of the boats, and we drop those off and go explore these the, the small rivers across all the way to West Papua, like to the west, obviously, and and that's where I, you know we Tim Rajeff was like. I, I need stronger fly lines. And I was like, and he's like, we'll throw some, throw some, uh, you know, the sturgeon, the sturgeon braided hollow core stuff yeah, that, yeah. You, that you put like lead core in. We stuffed all of our fly lines in that. That's like 125 pound test. And oh. I brought a 140 pound test as my tippet and started, started getting them. Yeah, that's nuts. Oh, just to update, you probably need to get out of here in a second. Oh, yeah. It's 345. It's going to the airport. Man, gotta pick up his lady friend. But yeah. uh, and there's a couple other times we went and did uh, the the Solomon Sea is on the east coast of that, and there's GTs and Napoleon Rass and all sorts of cool. So that's when you did surf. your GT stuff when you were there. One, yeah, I, I actually we, none of us picked a GT. Okay, but uh, but we got a bunch of other cool ass weird ass fish. Yeah, those Rass things are crazy. Oh, so cool. All of that, all of that stuff, and it's paradise, and no one. That's a that's a real no, nobody goes zone. That that area. It, it's a it's an incredible country. It, now we're gonna have to go back and watch these geobasses again. Yeah, I remember I watched all of them, but it's been a minute since yeah. I've seen those. I mean, like you think about what you showed up with the the fishbum guys back in the day. What metalhead is that yeah. the first one you were on? Yeah, those metalhead. guys. That was just think of how like yeah yeah metalhead because the first two. I think Thad showed up in the second one, and then you showed up in Metalhead. Yep. And you've been with that crew. It's changed names, of course, and, and yeah. rolled through a lot of different stuff. Geofish, and then uh, I forget what there's a couple other names in there. Something yeah, Motive Fish and the Motive Fish Motive, guys. Yeah. yeah. So that's been great, man, watching. like, And that's this weird thing that you get with social media and you get with these videos and stuff. It's like, I mean, me and you know each other, but like, I feel like I know you more just because I've gotten to go along with you on all these adventures and stuff. So like, it's weird that that I feel like I know Jay a lot better than I actually do yeah. uh, just because of that. But it's, it's, it's that, weird. That's the phenomenon that yeah. I've been witnessing since all the beginnings of this. It's like mm-hmm. people will walk up to me like like we've known each other forever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and, and, and I have a bad memory on it just to begin with, yeah. you know. But yeah, so then, you're thinking you They know them. so much. Like some people are like, oh, yeah, you're Filipino, born in, born in 1989, I think, 87 or whatever. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they know, you know, oh, you know, I'm sorry about to hear about your mom and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like, whoa, this is wild. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't you don't like German chocolate. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
so impressive. It's so impressive to see people support that way. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Paulie and I were talking about that, that we're not good at taking uh, compliments on stuff, and we got to learn better. We got to yeah. learn better how to take take it, you know, because that, you know, I was describing the situation with that. We were hanging out with Chuck Reagan, an absolutely incredible American and fisherman and, and musician, and and he's like, dude, you got to start. You got to start. Instead of like kicking rocks and being all down about someone saying something nice about your stuff, you got to understand that that person appreciates it. Yeah. You know, and and the last thing they want to hear is Polly saying like, "Oh, it's okay. I could have yeah, done, done better." better. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that person likes what you did. Yeah. So when you're saying you could have done better, then they feel like defensive. Maybe they shouldn't be liking yeah, it. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's almost yeah. like a yeah. You're almost like slamming like, "Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if, yeah. If you, you don't know anything about art, or you, else you'd uh-huh. you should have liked the other one. <laughs> you should have yeah, said yeah. something about the other. One. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't that that's. It's a disservice, but what I happens, think it's just because you feel lucky and gracious and grateful to be doing what you do, and it's almost like you don't deserve some sort of uh, compliment because you're already you in a position. You you're already in a position thing. to be doing something that you're totally happy to be doing and can't believe you're able to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like I get even more than that, you know. So that yeah. So anyway, it's a weird position to be in for sure. Yeah, man. interesting world. Yeah. Well, let's let's let you get out of here, and we'll probably just go into yeah. two. We let's won't just wrap it up. There's no point yeah. in me and Paul sitting. This here isn't a real episode, so no queso. We don't need no rich. This is queso. barely live bonus material. Yeah, this is special edition. <laughs> oh, there it went. That was that's pretty good. Cue the music. Good. See you, fellas. Jay. See you guys. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time to uh, do this. Thank bro. you guys for giving me the time. And we'll probably see you in the next couple of days. Oh, hell yeah. I'm probably going to see you for a week. (laughs) The end.